Emotional eating. Okay, let's talk about it. Emotional eating. So how many times have you had a really stressful day at work or you got into a fight with your partner or your kids are driving you crazy or you're just really stressed, overwhelmed, whatever the emotion is. How many times have you had a really big overwhelming emotion that you did not know how to cope with and you've turned to food in order to soothe yourself? If this is you, you're going to want to listen. This episode is for you. So many times I see people try to combat emotional eating like like it's a battle, right? It's like they're going to war. <laughs> they say, I need to stop emotionally eating, so I am going to go on a diet or I'm going to give myself food rules or these foods that I normally use to cope with emotions, I just have to keep them out of the house. I have to avoid them. Well, I want to take some time to explain to you how all of those things that you've been trying, none of them work. I know they don't work. That's why you're listening to this, right? (laughs) They don't work because they're not actually addressing the problem. And there's, there's two steps to deal with emotional eating. And I'm going to give you both of those steps today. There's two steps and I really kind of just want to start this out by saying that going on a diet or placing rules and regulations or avoiding foods, none of those methodologies are the answer to stopping emotional eating. None of them. They're never going to work, so just throw them out. Moving forward, just throw them out. The answer to emotional eating is not dieting. Get rid of it, okay? The first step to combating emotional eating, the first step, you cannot skip this step, You must deal with this one first. Okay, ready? The first step is to eat enough throughout the day. The first step is to nourish yourself adequately. Let me just take you through a little bit of an example, okay? Let's say you are at work all day and you have a really stressful day at work, but you're also following some kind of food rules or some kind of diet plan and you're not eating enough throughout the day. Maybe you only had like a coffee and some fruit for breakfast and then for lunch you maybe had like a a measly little salad without any protein or carbs or fat on it and you had a really stressful day at work and then you come home from work and you're so stressed out and you're so frazzled and you're also absolutely starving. So what do you do? You head right for the cabinets and you find yourself all the way inside the family size bag of potato chips and you're crunching, crunching, crunching. And before you know it, almost the the whole bag is gone. And I know what you do. You You stop eventually and you say, oh, I have a problem with food. I'm addicted to the potato chips. I am an emotional eater. I have no self control. Get rid of all of that. Those are all lies that you're telling yourself. Just get rid of it. Throw it in the garbage. None of those things are true. What is true in that situation is that you're really fucking hungry, number one. And number two, you're stressed out. So let's take it from the top, okay? Step one is making sure that you don't get too hungry. And you do that by eating enough throughout the day. And this is why I started off my podcast series with episode two, where I explain that um, your body just cannot handle restriction. Your physiology doesn't like it. Your body won't let you do it. So if you missed episode two, go back and listen to that one first. And then come back to this one (laughs) after listening to episode three. Um, 
so yeah, the, your body does not like restriction. So when you come home after a really long day and you're really hungry, that's actually the first problem. You cannot learn how to cope with your emotions without using food from a place of hunger. It is never, ever, ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. In order to get yourself to a stable place where you are, where you can stabilize yourself and calm yourself and be able to get in touch with what the emotion is that you're, that you need to deal with, you have to be adequately nourished first. It's like, you know, trying to combat emotional eating from a place of hunger is like going into a war without any protection, without any armor. You need to have your armor when you're going into battle. And in this case, your armor is going to be food throughout the day. Being well nourished. You cannot come into emotional eating intervention from a place of hunger. Okay? Um, So again, in episode two of my podcast, at the end of the episode, I also teach you how to eat adequately throughout the day. So go back and listen to that one again if you forgot. Um... Really working to include protein, carbohydrate, carbohydrates, and fats with all of your meals and all of your snacks. If you do that, by the time you come home from work or whatever your stressor is, you, are, you will be from a solid place where then you can move on to step number two. Okay, what is step number two? So step number two then is to ask yourself, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Okay, so step one, make sure that you're nourished. Step two, ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And this could take some time, right? So, so let's say you, you had a really stressful day at work and you come home and you're just really frazzled. Take some time to connect with that. Okay, I'm frazzled right now. Then the next thing that you want to ask yourself is what do I need? A lot of times when I bring people through this process, I ask them, when you go to reach for the food, what is it that you're actually looking for? What is it that the food is providing you with? And a lot of times what people tell me is is that the food is a distraction or it's just a few moments to themselves or it's it's a way for them to dissociate for a little bit and in a lot of these answers like what it is that I'm hearing is that what what a lot of people are looking for is just some alone time just something to disconnect them from the world and and their life and and the crazy Um, the stressful emotion that they're currently experiencing and food I mean food is a great is a great way to do that because it's entertaining you know if you eat something yummy it's very stimulating it stimulates your mouth your taste buds your brain it occupies you so you do get away for a little bit and I will say there there is nothing inherently wrong about using food to cope with your emotions Using food to cope with your emotions can sometimes be a really healthy thing to do. The point in time where it can start to become a little bit unhealthy is when you're utilizing food all of the time to cope with your emotions or if you don't have any other coping mechanism to cope with your emotions or if you're, if you're using food to cope mindlessly and it's not a conscious choice. So that's really what the point of discussing this is about. It's, it's about 
getting to a point where if you do want to use food to cope with emotions, there's nothing morally bad about that. But the question is, are you using food to cope with emotions from a conscious place? Are you able to say to yourself, I'm really stressed out right now. I had a really crazy day and I want to dissociate for a little bit. And I'm going to get a bowl of ice cream out of the freezer and sit here and use this bowl of ice cream to relax. Are you actually in touch with that? Are you in touch with the emotion and are you consciously choosing to use the ice cream to satisfy the emotional need in that moment? Are you in touch with that or is this just an unconscious, automatic, sweeping motion that leaves you feeling confused and guilty and, and shame, shamed and depressed afterwards? Right. So, so that's the differentiation. There's nothing wrong with using food to cope. But if it's happening unconsciously and it's, and it's catapulting you into this binge restrict cycle where you're feeling guilty about it and then you're restricting the next day and then you come home the next day and you're using food to cope again and then you restrict the next day to compensate and then you're coming home again and you're using food to cope and you're just going around and around and around in this vicious cycle that you're just so confused about, you don't know what's going on, that's when it becomes unhealthy. This is more a conversation about your mental health because like I said, there's nothing inherently wrong about using food to cope but again we want to make sure that you have the autonomy over this choice we want to make sure that you have the power to say yes I'm going to use this or no I'm going to use something else and you have that you have that autonomy you have that choice it's your life listen if you come home from work and you say I want to eat the family size bag of potato chips because I'm stressed and this is going to help me dissociate and give me some time to myself, then go for it. It's your life. It's your body. There's no shame in it. There's no morality. You're not a bad person for doing that. Do it. But the purpose of this podcast episode is to just bring more awareness to what's actually going on in that situation so that you have the power, the skills, the tools, the knowledge, and the confidence to make the best choice for yourself in that moment, okay? So follow with me with this example. Let's say, right, you just want to dissociate. You want some time to yourself. Then you can ask yourself, well, is there another way that I can satisfy that emotional need without food? Is there anything else you can do to have some time to yourself? Maybe, maybe it's stepping away from your desk if you're still working or if you come home from work. Maybe it's going for a walk around the block without your phone, right? No, no technology, nobody talking to you, nobody coming with you, no kids coming with you, no partner coming with you. Just go, go for a walk around the block by yourself. When you come home from work, can you instead shut the door to the bathroom and run yourself a hot bath again with no phone and just spend some time to yourself, right? And this example is if what you need is time to yourself, but we can use different examples, right? Let's say you just broke up with your partner and you're heartbroken, you're so sad, right? And and usually when when something like this happens, maybe you, um, I don't know, eat a whole bunch of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You can pause and ask yourself, what, what am I looking for right now? What do I need? And it could be various different things, but again, I'm just going with examples. Maybe what you need in that moment is human connection, right? Because maybe you're going through a breakup, so you're grieving 
the connection with the human that you broke up with or they broke up with you, whatever the story is. So maybe what you need in that moment is human connection. And the ice cream is kind of just being a filler because you're not getting the connection that, that your emotions need in that moment. So the question then there is, can I get this need met without using ice cream? Do you have a friend that you can call? Do you, can you call your mom? Can you call a sibling? Is there, is there another way that you can get human connection that's not calling your ex back, <laughs> but also not using food to fill the void? See, so it's really important to get clear on what the emotion is so that you can then ask yourself how to meet it. If you want to use ice cream, again, I will say if you want to use ice cream to meet that need, again, it's your life, it's your body, you have the autonomy. Who cares? Go ahead, use it, whatever. Sometimes, sometimes that is the answer. Sometimes food is the answer. And it could be very useful and very healthy. But again, only if it is coming from a conscious place. If you're making a conscious choice to do it. If you have all of these tools in front of you and you say, okay, I could either, I, you, if you're getting in touch with the emotion and then you have all these things laid out before you and you say, okay, I can either choose taking a bath or going for a walk or getting my nails done or eating ice cream or calling my friend. Right now you have like, like a buffet, no pun intended. <laughs> But it works, right? Let's say, so you have this buffet in front of you and you get to pick which one you're going to use to cope with the emotion. Isn't that so much better than doing this unconscious automatic thing where it just leaves you more confused? (laughs) Um, So yes, that is what I want to say about coping with your emotions without using food. First and foremost, you want to nourish yourself adequately. Second, you want to ask yourself, what am I feeling? And number three, you want to ask yourself, how can I meet my emotional needs without using food? Those are the three steps to, to, to begin building awareness, awareness around emotional eating. The first few times you start to do this, you're probably not going to begin um, not using food to cope with the emotion right away because building awareness around yourself and around your emotions take time. So don't beat yourself up if this takes a few times. It's going to take a few times. This is like any habit that we break. It takes time. So be kind to yourself. Be gentle. Take your time. And again, the goal here is not to not use food to cope with your emotions. That permission is always there. The goal here is to build awareness and to start putting more tools in your toolbox. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Let me know if this resonates for you. I'm going to leave the link to work with me one-on-one down in the show notes below. If you feel like you can benefit from from some extra one-on-one attention as you work through this process of learning how to cope with your emotions without using food. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.